0: Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, and health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Today on the show, I wanted to talk kind of about a real life COVID issue, and that is really how on earth to approach celebrations during this time of COVID. So, we've definitely had A few birthdays pop up during the pandemic and been working our way through those. And the next big one comes up later this week, and that's Halloween. So it's been really interesting to see that everybody is approaching celebrations in such a different way and interesting to see how much viewpoints can really range Um, all over the place and even within you know your friends it's like um, some you know are going one way and another completely different so first I thought I'd talk a little bit about Halloween so this year a few months ago I started even in the summer I thought oh my gosh this thing is not going away like that means it's probably going to stick around even into Halloween And it really got me thinking about that. And I remember one of my friends saying, oh, that's a bummer. Like, you think Halloween's going to be canceled? That seems crazy. And so my husband and I had talked about it and we kind of thought, okay, our contingency plan really early on would be to just do our own Halloween party with our kids. And, you know, my husband came up with this idea that we could do a superhero theme and everybody could dress up in a superhero costume and then we could watch, you know, a superhero movie like Spider-Man or something like that. And just kind of make a fun night of it. And instead of our kids doing the trick-or-treating, they would, you know, get little baggies of candy and, and we could kind of have some party food and stuff here at the house. So that was our plan, and at that point I really didn't think Halloween trick-or-treating would be happening at all. Um, In Ontario, it seems like trick-or-treating is not happening or not recommended within some of the hotspot areas, but that it can happen in other parts. So we've decided that we're going to stick with this party idea so i've heard a real range some people are going to do trick-or-treating what we thought we would like to do is still go out and go for a walk and kind of see everybody's decorations but just not actually do quite the late dark um, walk where it is having everybody actually going up to the front doors And, you know, when we presented this to our kids, I thought, oh, they're not going to like this idea. But they kind of were like, oh, well, we can still have candy. Oh, okay, that sounds fine. And I think part of the reason they were fine with this is we are coming off of last year's Halloween, which was complete washout. I remember us um you know practically running home in some pretty crazy rain. So the kids got drenched and I think they thought, "Oh, a warm cozy Halloween where I still get candy." That seems seems quite fun. So We are going to continue with that. But like I said, I know there will be trick-or-treaters around. So I did see that um, the Ontario government has released some signs that people can put a sign on their door either saying like, hey, see you next year. Or, yes, we're trick or treating. um, You know, please wear a mask at the door. I think that's part of the concern. Um, You know, certainly kids can wear masks up to the doors to keep their distance. We just kind of thought, let's, hey, let's go a whole different route and see how that goes. So, of course, um, the superhero plan was kind of where we started. I don't know if we're actually going to keep to this theme. To be honest, we don't have our costumes yet. Um, I bought a few things today, was thinking of maybe being an angel or a unicorn. I've got a couple things I could throw together for either of those outfits. Um, you know, my son wants to be a soccer player again. And my daughter's got like a Supergirl costume. And so we'll see what my husband ends up doing. But um I also looked I really was debating being the mom from the Incredibles and the costume was $50 it just seemed like a lot to spend um to get that so we'll see we'll see where we end up but I'm actually excited I picked up a few things to decorate the inside of the house we've already done our outdoor decorations so that's always a fun thing that we look forward to and I thought There's really no reason why we can't still decorate outside. I got some ginormous pumpkins, two orange ones and a white one. So we're going to have all the jack-o'-lantern fun and everything, but just not actually do the getting the candy. And to be honest, in our family, it's very tricky to do the trick-or-treating anyways, because my daughter has some food allergies and my son can't eat dairy or gluten. So we're really challenged when we get a lot of this candy. And I often either donate what we can't eat or end up, you know, in other years, I've even taken it into work and just kind of left it in the workroom. But um, we know that there's a lot they can't have anyway, so I think this way we'll end up safer for some of the food issues. I've gotten some things that are more like a candy, like Skittles, and then also some dairy-free small chocolate bars. Enjoy Life makes uh, mini Halloween dairy-free chocolate bars. They have some that have little crispy rice pieces in them, and some that are plain, and some that are dark chocolate, and then I. I found this year another company um that makes almost like a smarty so like a small or smarty or i guess a chocolate m&m and so they're called chocolate no-nos and the company is called no way chocolate so whey spelt w-h-e-y meaning whey protein from milk And I've never heard of this company before, but I'm kind of excited to try these because I know my son definitely misses Smarties and M&Ms and things like that. And so he always gets these mini chocolate bars, but the challenge is they're quite expensive for the dairy-free stuff. So that's why I don't uh, give them out to everybody, but I did get them for our kids' bags and um, then everything will be egg-free and nut-free and dairy-free and gluten-free and everyone will have a safe Halloween. And though they will probably overindulge in sugar, hopefully we don't end up with um, tummy issues or, you know, in my daughter's case, an allergic reaction. Um, So that's kind of what we're thinking. Just as a side note, I've also heard that this company, No Way, does advent calendars. And so I was looking at trying to get some of those uh, online but um, I haven't had success yet the shipping was either an insane amount like from the US or they don't even ship here so um, hoping to maybe find a local place where I could get the advent calendars I think it would be a really fun change from what I usually do um, just again thinking ahead with celebrations that we do have Christmas coming and that is going to be a whole other thing to figure out for sure so in Canada we also made it through Thanksgiving. And in our case, we decided to go for a Thanksgiving walk. And we ended up getting ice cream in a small town that we really like. And then I also went with my sister's family on Thanksgiving to do like a hike around one of the provincial parks. And so that was kind of what we did instead of doing any kind of meal where we uh, all sit down in an enclosed space together. Um, just to kind of change it up this year and hopefully be a little more safe. Um, And that seemed to work out. Nobody seemed too upset. I made a small, very small chicken here, and some potatoes and uh, uh, some dessert, which seemed to be the biggest thing. And so again, uh, I think we had a a good time. And even though there seemed to be a lot of stress leading into Thanksgiving, everybody kept saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, It turned out to be nice. It turned out to be a really nice break. So some of the other celebrations, I won't get into Christmas because my goodness, I haven't figured out what that's going to look like. Um, but I, we have done a number of birthdays and so those have been different. So my daughter's was the first one and that was in June. So we were starting to come out of some of the pandemic restrictions and I really wasn't sure what we were going to get, whether she'd be able to have kids over or what it would look like. So I ordered a whole bunch of stuff. I let her pick a theme and I ordered a whole bunch of stuff to do a mermaid theme birthday. And that turned out really fun. Um, I even got a photo booth um, package, a Barbie one, a Barbie mermaid photo booth package. And so it was really fun because we took a bunch of photos with props in front of these um, wall hangings. And, you know, I had some mermaid crafts and a whole bunch of different fun things to do. She ended up having a friend over for a play date. And then we sort of did a backyard gathering with just um, my sister's family and my mom and that worked out so in a way she kind of got a whole fun day of birthday and we kept our numbers low and we kept things outside in order to still make it a fun birthday and I think the theme theme really helped to kind of keep it extra fun Um, Again, my husband's birthday, really small. I just did a cake, um, ordered a few presents, and we did sort of, I asked him what did he want, and he said homemade pizza. So I did a gluten dairy-free version for my son and I, and then using um, the uh, Odo's gluten-free frozen crusts and those are quite good because they cook really quickly and they can go from frozen and then you can still do your own toppings do your own cheese so i had daya cheese i had um, pepperoni and vegetables and then for my husband i had um like a pre made crust thin crust that I had bought and then again did did a bunch of different toppings for them we used a lower lactose cheese on the pizza for my husband and my daughter because my daughter's got definitely some dairy issues but not quite as bad as me and my son so Um, That was a pretty easy dinner and a pretty easy celebration. I did a record cake. um, For my daughters, I did a mermaid tail cake, but this one was a record because my husband really likes music. And that That birthday turned out to be pretty simple. The next one that I'm really uncertain, so birthdays are heavy in the fall for us, and my son's got his birthday coming up in about a month, and he had initially asked to get a video game truck and invite some friends, and I don't think that's going to be able to happen. So I had talked to him about, we have a few Xbox consoles in our house hooked up to the various TVs. So I had said maybe we could have a few people over and they could just play Xbox at a distance in the house. But again, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to do that depending on how things go over the next month. So I'm trying to contingency plan for what what this birthday could look like it 's in the middle of November, so the weather's not going to likely be very good. Um, maybe we could do some kind of a hike if it was um, if it was dry but it 's really hard to say we've definitely had flurries on his birthday in other years, and um i'm feeling kind of guilty because last year. I had encouraged him to do just a small family party and he said, yeah, that sounded good. So we took a few cousins to the trampoline and little did I know within a few months, we'd be uh, smack dab in a pandemic and that, you know, he maybe should have went for it on that birthday because this one we're, we're not getting a big party. And my son has had like every kind of awesome big birthday party. We've done laser tag, you know, with tons of friends in the party room. We've done a rock climbing gym. He's done Chuck E. Cheese when he was really little. Um, You know, like I said, a whole bunch of the really big big birthday spots and I think yeah he he did he has done a video game truck in the past where they come and they bring um it's kind of like a I don't even know it's it's like it is it's just a big truck and there's couches like leather benches in the back and a whole bunch of screens and the kids can all load in there and I think the lap the time that we had it there was 10 kids but there's no way with the distancing and stuff that we'd be able to do that um this year and I know that the place is still running but I think they're running on um pretty low they're only running one truck and I'm sure it's it's quite pricey it was quite quite pricey the time that we had it before So I'm really not sure what to do with that party, I guess, or celebration. And then the next one, and not to be selfish, is my own birthday. So I turned 40 at the end of December, and I had been planning in my head kind of for years that this was going to be a big travel time. And I know one of my girlfriends just turned 40. And you know, she had said that they wanted to her and her husband go somewhere, you know, a little trip, but obviously that didn't happen. And so same same goes for me. So I had been planning that this would be my time to travel. I was really hoping for a trip to France, not probably on my actual birthday, but maybe a little bit later, like spring or March break. Um, And I'm not sure I'm not sure that that's going to be able to happen at this point. And then I had also thought, you know, there might even be um, other opportunities for travel around my birthday as well, a friend of mine and I had been thinking of even going to Arizona or something like that. So um, I'm I'm not really sure what to do. And certainly, I don't see any big party. And uh, so I'm trying to think about how I could mark this 40th birthday in a very different way given will be it's right after Christmas. So um, it's always a weird time for for doing celebrations anyways in between Christmas and New Year's. But um, I'm really not sure this year what what to do to make that special. But hopefully if I start thinking about it now, I can come up with a few ideas of things that uh, would help me to to celebrate this party as well or birthday. So that's kind of where we're at with celebrations. I know it's been a funny year. Like I said, I'm cringing as I think about how do we navigate the Christmas season in this different way. I think it is going to be challenging again, because we're not really going to be able to do the outdoor things that we've been doing throughout the summer. So you know, we had a lot of fun holidays where it was easy to still be outside in distance and visit where Christmas is not going to look like that. And uh, we'll have to really think about the best way to still make the best out of all of all of the other occasions. So I'm sure we're not alone and I'd love to hear how some of you have maybe marked um, either big birthdays this year or birthdays for your children or also what you're doing for Halloween. So I will throw a post up on the blog and then I'd love to have some feedback either on there or I know there's the ability to do comments on Podbean as well where this is hosted. So thank you so much for listening today. Again, this podcast is not intended to be professional or medical advice. And all of the things that we've been doing during this pandemic for gatherings, we've made sure to follow all of the local bylaws and things that were in place at the time just to make sure that uh, we're doing things the way they should be done. If you do like the podcast, please be sure to subscribe or review the podcast or both. That would be even better. And if you do want to hear more from me, like I said, you can visit the blog at www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com. And again, would love to hear what you've done for big birthdays, celebrations, or what your plans are for Halloween. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Sarah, S-A-R-A, lady, L-A-D-Y, gluten, G-L-U-T-E-N. And again, I'm sure I'll have some pictures up on there um, as we approach Halloween. So um, again, would love your feedback. Have a great week and stay safe.